welcome, welcome, welcome to We Have to Talk. This is that show again, man. This show where I bring some of the coolest, dopest people in the world. Um, if you don't know they're dope, I'm telling you they're dope. I'm telling you they're fresh. I'm telling you they are influences in different ways. And I have a guest with me who I've known for quite some time. And and, I, and I'm bad with years, but I'm probably going to say about eight years. Eight, nine years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think 2012 is when I joined the Children's okay. Day Society. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, okay, okay, my math is right. About yeah, eight years. Yeah, so eight years. Uh, this guest is so dope, man. Uh, when I first met uh, this individual, her energy was so powerful. You know, like she walked in the room and it was like, bam, I'm here. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then that's how, and like, you know, and me, I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. Let's rock out, you know. <laughs> And, you know, maybe I rubbed it the wrong way a few times because I'm like so personal and like, let's have fun, you know, and 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 she did explain to me why she, why she was the way she was. And I and I appreciate that. And but what's so, so dope about this individual, you guys might have heard her voice on the show on Netflix. Right. <laughs> She's got to have it, you know, and I heard her voice way before that eight years ago where you know i think i broke her down and she my birthday came around in summer camp and she sung happy birthday in the floor to me and i'm like yo you are so dope yeah i remember that <laughs> like, i remember you know, that like, and like i was so in shock you know so surprised like that like that this this person i near i know i know a real last name but i'm not gonna share we're gonna we're gonna go with <laughs> mahogany you know like the one of the dopest singers, dopest artists that I, I've met that, you know, that you guys should know. Again, I think it was episode, season two, episode 10, maybe? Episode, episode nine. nine. Okay, I was, see, I was close. Episode nine. See, you were close, you were close. <laughs> I, I was sitting there watching it, and I remember her telling me, like, I'm, I'm in this show. And you even put it on, on Instagram, I'm in this show. And I'm waiting, I'm like, what episode? I'm freaking out. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm, I was pissed, and and I'm sitting there watching. Not, not that the show wasn't good; it was good. But I'm waiting to hear this voice, and then I hear this voice. I'm like, "Yo, yo, that's Ania." Amazing. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Ania. Ania Mahogany. Man. Thank you for having me, Shavar. I appreciate so much of the love and the support that you've been giving me. Eight years, I didn't know that went by so fast eight years. I really do appreciate it. And thank you for having me again. No, thank you for joining me, you know, and you are a very positive individual, very, you know, like you love what you do, whether it's working with the young people or, or, or doing your music, like you are very passionate and you are very like, you know, forth going, like you push yourself, you push the young people, you push yourself. And, I'm, and there's some stories, but let's get into you. I want, I want to stop talking. I want the people to hear you and, and hear your story, you know, I want you to tell them, you know, how did music come into your life and how did singing and writing come into your life? Oh, wow. Um, so singing, I've always had like a talent for writing and um, I took a lot of like AP courses in like high school. So I've always been expressive when it comes to writing. But I was like, I have to take the initiative and dream. So I have to go to New York. So I found a way to find a way to uh, go into an organization, which was City Gear. And that was a nonprofit where they allowed you to give some type of like a um, like some type of a payment where it allows you to get to work and you'll be able to assist in like like food and you know stuff like that and basically we were going into the schools and our objective was to turn the schools around 
So I'm on 125th Street, <laughs> First Ave, at, you know, a school, MS45, that no longer, you know, is here anymore. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to find a way to incorporate music in schools. And, you know, why I find a way to get some connections in New York. So as that progressed, I bumped into the organization City Year. I got offered a job there and um, I wound up performing on the side, you know. But when I bumped into you, you were like, yo, I have this producer. You got to check. And I'm like, yes, oh, yes, y'all. <laughs> oh, snap. Who is he? You're like, his name's E52 Beats. I know he'll love you. Da-da-da-da. You right. Da-da-da-da. And this is after the fact that I won first place at the Narik Employee Cafe. Oh, yeah, we going to talk right. about that. <laughs> so that was like kind of in the midst of me kind of like believing in myself. And as I'm believing in myself, I'm having the kids to believe in themselves and incorporating like having them remix music uh, for uh, non-student uh, government or non-bullying or, you know, it's cool to be in school early and stuff like that. And they really, really, like, jumped towards it. And I had so many other music, uh, musical friends like Cherise, Angel, you know, and they helped us. And I was always the one that was like, all right, I'm doing the talent show. So, you know, we'll put that together. And it was just beautiful. And then from there, stuff just started progressing. And then like, um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but that's kind of like the journey, basically how I got my foot into like the music and was really well, hold, well, hold on, hold on. You kind of skipped over something because I mentioned it to you before the show. You said it again. What? Like, over that New Eureka. Like, how did that come about, man? Oh, okay. Talk about so... that show because you rock. Yo, dude, I'm not BSing. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had a, a, a way to record it back then. I probably <laughs> did. I have it somewhere. If I find it. No, actually, it's on YouTube. Okay. The, the, the um actual performance. Okay, so um, how did I? Okay, so I basically found someone on Facebook. His name was Ricky. He was in charge of the uh, showcases at Narik and Poet Cafe. So um, I knocked out the first round. So I'm like, okay. So the second round was like, okay, if I win first place, I'll perform for or open up for Ron Browse. And, you know, he was like the rapper. No way, but it, uh, give me $20. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah, yeah, was yeah, on yeah. that. Now, Harlem, 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 right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so everything was working. And I was just like, all right, let me offer uh, some of my coworkers to come to, let me invite them to come to the show. And, oh my God, I think, I don't know how many of you guys showed up. I, mean, right? I was there. I get, I, no offense to anyone else, but I know I was there. Yo, there was a <laughs> lot of you guys. It was, it was a lot of us there. So I, I, I don't know. I sung my original song, My Love, and I sung Soul Sister. You must be my soul sister. And killed Yo, it. I, that's one of and, my favorite songs about right. Bahal, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh. one of my favorite songs. So when I sung that, I was just like, oh, wow. And they were like, all right, first place. I need a mahogany. And I was like, no. No, they didn't say that. No, they didn't. But I... I don't know. It was surreal at that moment. So that let me know or reassured me that I'm like, all right, I got to keep going. You know, I got to keep swimming. Like, I have to. No, I remember that show and I was like, yo, she, I felt bad for the first person before you and I felt bad for the person after you. I was oh. like, that's a dub. <laughs> like, it's a dub. 
Like I'm sitting like looking at because they came with a crowd too, and I'm like, yeah, I just cheering for the sake of cheering. We really, you don't really mean it. Like I know, I know that's your homie. I know it's your homegirl. You're cheering for the sake of cheering, and, and that's what you're supposed to do. But but you also got to be real with the when you see talent. Talent is up there. You knocked it out the park. So let's talk about because the next transition. You also mentioned a good friend of mine, E52 right. Beats. You know, uh, you know, how did that transition feel for you from you know doing more studio work and then because I know after that you, you progress even further after. But let's, right. let's walk people through these steps. Okay, so once um I was working with E52 Beats. I really discovered how much more time I really wanted to do that. And I know by me having to juggle working with Children's Aid Society, where I work Monday through Friday, I'm like, I have to find some way to get some studio time. So he was basically like, all right, I need, well, maybe Sunday, two hours or some two or three hours. So I would go in there. That's when originally I came up with the idea, like maybe I should call the album The Love Gun, you know? So that's where it kind of came from. And it was working beautifully. I didn't have a problem with it. I believe in myself even more because now I have a producer just like, okay, I'm giving you these beats, keep working on this. But I had to realize by being in the studio, like, within that year that I had to grow and progress on certain things. Songwriting, that's always been my thing, but certain things that, you know, me probably be like 22, 23, I had to work on like melodies. I had to work on harmonies and certain stuff like that. And that's when Ben, um, Ben Davis came in as well, a great uh, um, producer and composer as well. And they've always believed in me. And I was just shocked that, you know, E even blessed, you know, Kid Capri to listen to my music. And he's like, why is she not on the radio yet? And I was just like, I don't know. So everything happened in time. And I, it was just an honor to work and just to be in the atmosphere of Harlem. I miss Harlem. I miss, you know, getting off the train, going right into the studio, you know, leaving. It's like, okay, tonight is young. What do you want to do? Do you want to go perform? Do you want to go here? You know, Alphabet City. So it was just, it was a beautiful time. And um, I had a chance to actually be creative when it came to the kids, and I had to be creative individually. So, I actually looked at my camera, and I don't delete anything. <laughs> I have video of some of your sessions. I'm gonna send it to you. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh right, right, right. Because you were for yeah, yeah. You were interviewing me at yeah, the yeah. time. Right. And my uh, hair was so short. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I'm gonna send you. I was looking okay. through my my camera. And I'm like. It's like I started shooting again. And I'm like, why do I have any space? And I have the same memory card in there from all those years ago. And I'm like, holy crap, this video. And like, I'm like, I wait till I speak to Ania and, and, and E52. I'm right. like, I got to let them know I got this video of you guys like doing your thing. Because I used to always walk around my camera just like either shooting yes. or videotaping things. But it's not about me. It's about you, you know. And so walk us through your process of writing. Like, how, you know, you said it comes to you easy. But like, yeah. what inspires you? Um, I've always been a storyteller or I've always found a way to express myself really deeply so somebody can really understand, like, I need you to get what I'm saying. And, um, it's always flowed effortlessly. Like, it always comes, like, naturally. Um, my mom's a singer. Her mom's a singer. I have three other siblings that sing. So it's like music has always been 
you know, embedded in me, you know, I'm pretty sure if I was to bleed, it will bleed out music notes because that's all I hear. Everything's so whimsical and, you know, as if it's a musical. So it took me some time to get the courage. So I started around like stage crew doing like plays and stuff. So my sorority sister had the opportunity to, <laughs> to call me out and perform because she was like, you always saying you want to sing, you want to do this professionally. And I had to build up the like the courage to actually actually doing and afterwards I don't I think I was performing at the talent shows with the kids <laughs> any opportunity they had to express myself musically and um I knew at that point how powerful I was because certain kids that are very um antsy or um they don't like to stay put. I found a way to include them into something. They like music. Now, all right, come a little early to school where we can work on this, you know, before the talent show. You know, we got a club AM in the morning time. You know, hey, everybody yeah, got their tickets. Remember that? Yeah. Everybody had their tickets and stuff. <laughs> and their clocks, and they had to sign their clocks saying they're going to be dedicated to come early in the morning. So it was, it was a beautiful time. But just to go back, and I've, I've reached out to kids. They're 22 years old now, and they're like, Ania, Miss Ania, like, you really loved us. Like, you really had the opportunity to any type of subject or any type of show we wanted to put together, you had the opportunity to bless, it with, bless us with it. I just had to come up with the, um, you know, the plan, the educational plan for the objective and everything, submitted it to, you know, the higher up, and boom, the rest was history. And I love the fact that the kids, they want to do something. Angel, he was my, <laughs> he was my side, uh, he was my co-richmond uh, facilitator. So we had a blast recording, remixing music, and that just inspired me. If they believe in that, of course I got to believe in that. So, you know. I have to walk the walk and talk the talk. So, Quick side note, that title of uh, Academic Enrichment Facilitator, you guys were the first to have that title. And after yeah. that, after that, we used that, was that title moving forward for everyone. Really? So you guys yeah. were the pioneers. But let's get back to this music thing. You know, okay. like I, I said earlier that you were in, uh, your music rather was in She Gotta Have It. Right. Uh, what happened be between uh, the E52 Beats and like, how did you get to that space? Okay, so after New York, I transitioned and let's say I moved back to Philadelphia because I was just um, missing family, you know, um, something happened. I had to shift. I wanted to, re, you know, relocate. You know, there was a time where I like six months or almost to a year where I wasn't doing music and I started working in a nursing field. So a lot of that helping myself or giving service to others, I began to not service myself, you know, wholeheartedly. So I was like, let me go back to Philly. Went back to Philly and I was like, I was had the mindset, every producer I work with, it's going to be great. And the producer after that is going to be great. And it was just like, boom, I bumped into Julian uh, Winters or Blake Winters, who is Chris Brown's producer. He wrote even from off of um, his recent album that he just put out. And then I bumped into uh, Curtis Wright Jr. and Kenny Wright Jr., which are like the top producers and like they understood what I wanted musically, how I felt. They were professional. They were serious. Like, and that that challenged me to be like, okay, I'm on the caliber right here. They're here. I have to make sure that I'm consistent. I'm musically disciplined with myself when it comes to control my music and stuff. I'm not just writing any type of B 
you know, BS. I want my stuff to be like, if you was to dig it up 3,000 years from now, you'll find a copy of it and be like, oh my God, this is almost like classical music. So um, I wanted something like that. So, um, and Kenny Wright and uh, Curtis uh, Wright Jr., they are also produce uh, Wiz Khalifa music and many other like Pink Sweat and, you know, me, Tommy Fisher, a couple of other people that... Um, they've been blessing their production with, and it's been an honor. So I took it upon myself when I moved back to Philly. I'm like, okay, I see this, this um, submission song submission for Spike Lee. And at the time I just had relocated and stuff like that. So none of of my stuff was unpacked. So I rushed over to the public library and filled out the application for Spike Lee. It was like 14 pages and stuff like that, but I did it. And then while I was at work, I had like six missed phone calls. I'm like, I don't know who that is. But when I got home, it was like, oh, this is so-and-so Spike Lee's representative. We want your song. I want you. And from wow. here, I was it just was like, blowing, it was blowing your phone up. I don't know who this is. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't answer numbers. I don't know. Right. I did. I swear, I did not. I'm like you. I'm kind of sketchy. I'm like, ah, I don't really know that number. And then once I got home and got a chance to get out of my work clothes, don't have to worry about residence or taking care of stuff. I saw that I couldn't even sleep, and it was I was so mad because it was so late, so I couldn't even call nobody. I'm like. Ah. I'm screaming like, ah, 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 one o'clock in the morning, everybody's sleep. <laughs> but it was an amazing feeling. Like, it really was. So and that, that And again, like I said earlier, when I heard, when you told me and I listened to the show, or rather I watched the show, and I was listening also. I was listening more than anything. Right. <laughs> I was listening for the music. So right. I, I apologize for not paying too much attention to the dialogue of the show. I was listening. I, my ear was like this. I would right. tilt my, my head to every song. Like, that's not her. <laughs> but I know. It was one of the dopest feelings to me to know that someone I knew or know rather has accomplished something, you know, that would just had the ability to, to be able to be in something big and, and, and how, whatever scale it is, I think it's dope, you know, and, yeah. and I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you for continuing to push your passion. I can, I appreciate the work you did with our young people in the past and continue to push them. And I always say about young people, when you're working for anyone who is in a youth development field, there's no instant gratitude. They will not tell you thank you until five, eight, ten years later. I always say that delayed gratification. I've always said that because it's like a seed. You're not going to necessarily see that seed right there, but through time and through pressure and friction, that tree flourishes, and then you got you get to see, you know, the process. And they do say, and they do say thank you, and they they appreciate it. You know, the parents will say thank you, all, all those things. But again, yeah. back to you. So <laughs> after after Netflix, what okay. what happens next? After Netflix, um, I can't really talk too much about it. Okay, all right, all right. Behind <laughs> the scenes, I would, just, I would say a lot of great things are coming. Um, okay. I would say that when it comes to my craft. I have leveled up like do 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 do. I've been like really going inward and finding like the true meaning of me because at the end of the day, if I was to perish and God was to look at my life and say, I need this is what you did, I wanna be like I wanna be like a kid and that's my dad. Like you see what I did there? Like, nice. ah, like you see, you know, it's all for you. Like and, and I really 
I look at it like that because my mom wanted to have the opportunity and she was going to uh, get signed to a record label in Philly, but she wound up getting pregnant. So how is it remarkable that it's in my court again? So it's like beautiful. I'm working on two EPs. Um, I'm kind of going for the feeling of mirrors because it's a reflection of me. One side is pop and soft rock. The other side is, you know, R&B, Neil Soul. So it's just like, I'm working on myself. I'm getting better. I'm collabing with so many people and I'm getting a lot of like, oh, I need my hug. Did you hear her? And it's, it's just beautiful. You know, I got a couple of uh, great, great, great things that's coming up and I just have to stay consistent and I have to stay positive about it. And I just, I'm, I'm a very appreciative and honored to even be blessed to have the time. You know how Jay-Z said, you know, if you had anywhere else to be, you in a, you were right here with me. And I think, and you know, and I appreciate the time that I have for you to say that I'm dope. I've always admired you, you know, film wise, and you always had the camera and stuff like that in the backpack. So, um, I'm just looking at growth. I want to stay humble. I don't want to change. You know, I'm the third out of 11. So it's just like, I I can't change. I have to stay humble and I want to grow as a musician, as an artist, as a publisher. I'm a publisher. Like, I still, so it's like, I have a question based on something you said earlier. You said mom, mom, well, you, you mentioned it twice. Mom, you know, when she got pregnant, you know, she had to almost give up her career and sing. Yeah. Does she still sing today? Oh, yes. So yes. what I'm get, what I'm getting at is, you know, are we going to get like a, a, a Mama Mahogany collab? I was, oh. I was talking to her. Uh, I was talking to her about that the other day. And I was saying like, Mom, I think I might want to write a gospel song with her. You know? So she was like, oh, my God, Nene, you want to do that? I'm like, yeah, Mom. Like, I think that was like, that would be beautiful and it would be timeless to know that we have something recorded like that, that my family can look back on and say, you know, they did that. That's dope. Like, and I, I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely here for that. You know, and I think, like, I think what you're referring to is things come full circle. You know, your mom had an opportunity that you have an opportunity. Yeah. You could even help her with the opportunity to get to have, well, not maybe not have the, the, the signing, but being on a record with you and have it, you know, yeah. hit the world. And I think it's dope. I know it's dope. It's super cool. All right, here's a story time. I need you to share a story with us. Like, okay. whether good, bad, ugly, funny, uh, 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 whether you were going to a studio or you went to a show and and uh, the the lights wasn't working, whatever. Just take take a moment. Just give us a story. Because stories are good. People love stories. It could be a, it could be a, a, a fantasy come true story. That's okay. Um, like a story, like a crazy performance story. Where it's up to you. It's up to you, Mike. You know, it's up to you. And and it, and it could be, you know, it was bad, and you persevered through it. Um. Okay, I had a situation. I opened up for um someone. When I opened up for him, I didn't realize how many people he was going to bring on the stage. And I didn't really realize how intoxicated they were going to be. And they were just wild all over the place. You know, I kept it together, my composure and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I tried my best to, you know, stay cool on the stage because, you know, people was twerking. And like, I'm just like, oh, man, like, you know. I'm I don't assuming know. this I- is a rapper. 
yeah, it was a rapper. <laughs> it was Henny. It was Hennessy bottles. Henny galore. So I'm just like, oh, okay, like get a couple of you know drops spilled on me. You know, you playing them like ah, you know. But when they start swinging it, you like, all right, it's childish. <laughs> it's kind of childish, go. But that was like the only situation. Um, if I ever had a situation where the music or the audio wasn't working. When I was in Augusta, Georgia, and I had my own showcase showcase called Love Jones Sunday, and we were in the back. We had the candles, you know, the brick wall setting. We were outside, and I don't know what happened. I might have been singing India, Are We Ready for Loves? The music went out or something, and everybody just joined in because you know everybody That's knows NDRE. So dope. you know when you find certain people and other musicians and other singers, because during that showcase we had painters, we had saxophone artists, we had a person on the piano, we had a person on the keys, we had uh, just uh, poets, we had singers, we had rappers. And like, if you find one song that they know, like a Keisha Cole love song, or NDIRE Ready for Love, or, you know, Jill Scott, you know, he loves me. Everybody knows that, you know, it's nostalgic. So that, that was beautiful. Like, I'm a I big Jill. Really I'm a big. I'm a big Jill Scott fan. I probably might have yes. joined in also. <laughs> <laughs> of course, everybody loves Jilly from Philly. Everybody for real, loves her. For real. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's just change gears a little bit. Okay. Well, not really. Um, how did this? How does any of this define you? Like, how, how does it define you? That's a good question. Um, it defines me abundantly um, because I am a reflection of my family and I know that I have so many, I don't have any kids personally, but I have so many, you know, nieces and nephews and siblings and cousins that look up to me. So whatever I do, you know, really will kind of like create the steps that they're going to do in life. So it's like, how dare if I slack off or how dare if I don't discipline myself enough, they're looking at me, you know? It's kind of like Mulan, how her ancestors was like, you got to do better, Mulan. Like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, I feel like that, you know, the the people that are uh, in my life right now, they're rooting really like for me, chanting, and I hear it. And then I have the people that paved the way for me to actually do this, that's, it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. And um, it defines me a whole lot. It defines me righteously because I'm a reflection of God. And I don't I don't want to do anything that would put me in a situation where that's that's not me. You know, that imagery is not me. You know, it is something else. So so I always try to stay focused and, you know, balance on the tightrope. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are going to change gears. We can okay. have this game. I guess <laughs> and it's a bowl of questions, and I'm going to shake it up, and I'm going to ask you. You have three questions. Okay, you're allowed one pass, and if you pass, you got to answer the the others all all together. So be okay. careful with your pass. But here's the thing: these questions are also about getting to know you. Whether they're serious, they're sad, they're funny, they're exciting, they're intrusive. And you can pass, but you know, just like I asked you to answer them, I'm going to answer them also. Okay, just to be fair, because we want to get to know each hey, other. Hey, yeah. 
Yeah, you know. Let's I, go. All right, first question, please. I got. I think I got in trouble in one of my shows, but <laughs> some of the things I've responded. But let's see what this question is or comment. Oh, who was your childhood actor or actress? I'm sorry, or actor, actor, or actress crush. Childhood actor crush. You know, I'm not even gonna lie. When sister, sister was out. Roger, like uh, when they used to yell, like "Go home, Roger!" But when he got fly, <laughs> or like Steve Urkel, you know, when the fly came the out, when the fly came out, you like, oh! <laughs> I've always, I don't know, I've always loved Roger. Like, stop yelling at him. He's just telling me he loves you. That's all. He loves you. <laughs> All right, my childhood actress crush, Stacy Dash. I was in love with Stacy Dash. Not the not the modern day Stacy Dash, but <laughs> but clueless Stacy Dash. I was right. so I thought she was the prettiest person on in the world. I thought I was like, she's beautiful. I'm like, if I ever meet her, I don't know what I would do. Like I was like so in love with Stacy Dash. Like, there's more. There's more behind the scenes story. <laughs> I'll share off air about my Stacey. <laughs> right, right, right. Kennedy, I'll share that off air. But yeah, there's more to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Let's see what this says. Oh, okay. Word that you know, but never use in a sentence. I guess the words you have, you know this word, but you you don't really get it. And you can pass, or you can. No, um, erroneous. Okay. I know that word, <laughs> but I don't use it. It's separable. I, I I should incorporate these words. Erroneous is just like an error, you know. You know, separable. You know, it's hard to you know. Separators, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my my word is recalcitrant. What in the world is that? It is resisting authority or control. Like it's like you know, you just you just don't wanna like you don't rock with the authority, like you know, you just don't obey orders. So recalcitrant. I never I know the word, I never knew how to use it in a sentence. Wow. I don't know exactly what it means. It would take some time for people to be like, huh? <laughs> what is he saying? Like, I, I know this word. I'm like, but I, I never figured out when I could use it in a sentence. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a dope word, but, you know, I think I, I think I, I, I learned that word when I used to write. And so it's yeah. like, I, and when you write, you know, you want to you want to expand your vocabulary. You want to, you know, right. use different words. And I came across this word. I was like, this is a dope word. Maybe it should just be a song title because I can't use it in a sentence. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go, go. Let's, let's go, go. Let's go. All right. This this is the last question of this bunch. What food will you absolutely not under any circumstance eat? I'm sorry, but you will never, ever see me eat a piece piece of liver. I will not touch. I've never liked that acquired taste. I just never got jiggy, jiggy, jiggy with it. It's just... Like, and see, I have a sister that loves it, and she'll be like, "Girl, just throw some onions on it; it'll make it better." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what they they tell you, right?" (laughs) I'm just like, "Oh no." 
I have a list of things. Well, to be honest, when I was a child, I used to eat liver until one day I looked at it and I tasted it. I, I it just clicked. I was like, I'm never eating this again. Yeah. Like I, I, it just clicked. But my, I mean, I've never eaten chitlins, but I won't ever, I will never no. eat those. I will never. But the, the dish I have eaten before outside of liver that I will never eat ever again under any circumstance okay. outside of those two <laughs> is a uh, okra. Really? Nah, dude, it's like snot, you know. <laughs> Sorry, but I was about to say the texture, right? Yeah, it's like snot, dude. Like, I, but I, what I, if it's fried okra? Really good luck with that. I, not, I, I, I had one bad experience. I'm like, this looks like stuff. Like, oh my god! And like, you know, and my mom made it, and I, you know, and I'm, a, I'm a good kid. I'm a good son, right. and I eat it. And I was like, and I, I've eaten everything, you know. And I got older, I stopped eating liver. I told her, you know, you and my brother, y'all can have liver. I won't eat it, you know. And and I was, you know, polite about that. But with, with the the okra, I was probably recalcitrant at the time because <laughs> I wow. was like, I'm not eating this. I am not obeying anything you say. And I love vegetables, you know. This is the like, right. no, I no get and people. I mean, talk, People told me fried. People told me fried, but after that that experience I had one time, yeah. I just don't think it's something that I, I, I I'm just I'm just afraid that I'll have fried boogers this time. Like I just don't want to do it. So uh, I apologize to all the uh, okra lovers out there. Oh. <laughs> so we come to the part of the show where I ask people to let the world know something, something about themselves, something about the world, something they want to share. It could be anything, anything that you choose to share, a piece of advice, you know, a funny story or a favorite dish. So take your time. And what do you want to let the world know? Um, I just want to let the world know that it's okay to be consistent with dreaming, but you have to have the balance of, you know, being practical and being in reality. And the best way that you can do that is by seeing the beauty in the earth and love. Love, you know, is the closest thing that could heal depression, take certain stuff away, you know, heal a lot of things and just keep dreaming. There's nothing wrong with that. There's so many people that have a tendency to get lost in, you know, the business, corporatives type of, you know, mindset. And sometimes it's okay just to be a kid, pull out a water gun once in a while, you know, and have a water gun fight, you know. My family used to do that all the time. Like, have dodgeball. Like, that's another thing we used to do all the time. But it's just, it's okay to have fun and work, but just make sure, like, you balance it out and, don't forget, you know, just the dream. If you really want to cook, cook. If you really want to be a photographer, actually be a photographer and have a lot of people around you to support you. And you'll see how that vibration will start connecting so many people to you. Like, how is it that I bumped into you? And then from there, the rest is just completely like history. From me just believing in myself and just singing that happy birthday to you. And then the rest... You know, it's like Jasmine Sullivan said, you have to dream big because when it happens, it's going to happen real quick. It's going to. So, yep. All right, Ania, 
we want we need your contact information, your IG, your Instagram, your Snap, whatever that you have that people can either book you or be a part of your showcase or or write with you or or you write for them. Mm-hmm. And share and, and you, you did drop four new joints. Don't yes. forget to plug that you, you did just drop four new joints. <laughs> I definitely did. It's very, very, very simple. It's on my website, www.aniamahogany.com. I-N-I-A-H-M-A-H-A-G-O-N-I.com. All my social media platforms, as well if you want to, as well as you want to purchase the CD. And um, we're about to bring out the release a couple of new music videos for a couple of people. I know social distance has been going on, but we found a creative way to have the music go out. So it's just going to get better and better and better. Yeah. So definitely. So this time for me to close out. Um, before I close out, I do want to share my 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 information. Uh, and it's purely my podcast information. Uh, just underscore Shavar C H E V A R on the on the Instagram and on the Twitter is at Shavar. Uh, and you can also listen to my other podcasts at Synergy Podcasts or, or Synergy on Spotify and, and everywhere else. Um, but most importantly, I Nia said some really dope things that I think everyone should take the heart and, you know, follow your dream, you know, have people around you that believe in you. Exactly. You know, have those individuals that support you, that, that look at your dream and not only support you, but help point you in the direction that can make connections. So that means don't harbor your connections, share your connections. Mm-hmm. Your connections will grow with you. If you connect someone with someone else, guess what? You just like six degrees of separation. That's going to come back to you. You know, that person will, you know, might win an Oscar, might win an Emmy, might win a Tony, a Grammy. And, and you might've thought that they forgot about you and they'll go on stage and say your name. You know, in, in or in an interview or in an article, your name will pop up and you and you and you'll be like, wow. wow. So you know, treat people right, push forward, believe in yourself, dream. Your dreams can and will come true. And yeah. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Ania, love you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It was such an honor. It was so good talking to you and just catching up and realizing that you were the one that it was like basketball. You assisted in that, you know, that layout. So boom. And I just appreciate it. Like I, I really, 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 really appreciate you. And for you to see my dream eight years ago when I wasn't even, you know, as you know, like musically inclined the way I am now, like it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, so you'll get backstage passes. This passes like, yeah, this will be. Yeah. No, I really do. I really did admire you. And I, I love the fact that it was so many kids. There was always kids around you. You couldn't get them off of you. <laughs> you were just like, ah, ah. They always like always wanted to be surrounded by you. So to understand that energy and vibration that you give off. It's powerful, so I, I, I'm glad that I was on that team that I was on, and we had so much fun. Definitely did.